You can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content. Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our drive through RPG affiliate link next time you shop drive through RPG. Or visit us on the web at the DungeonMastersDojo.com. There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening. What are we doing outside the game shop? Staking it out. Huh? Care to explain why? Bill, this may be hard for you to hear, but I suspect Lou's been having an affair with Pathfinder. He's having a what with who? Yeah, it happens all the time. You see... D&D is a mature game, not as young and pretty as it used to be. Along comes Pathfinder, young, leggy, sassy. I do not think. <sighs> Never mind. We're talking five creative ways to deal with a cheater this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Zapante, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Lou. We know what's going on, Lou. We know about you and Pathfinder. It's we know all about it. Clear. I, I can't believe you. You know, uh, we thought we could trust you. It's younger. Pathfinder? It's better looking Pathfinder? They have sexy covers. They do. They, they do have... The weapons are so ridiculously big. And at your age. Yeah. Reading all those books, you can't even pay attention during the podcast. How are you... What? Sorry. See? I was reading... Uh, We're having an intervention, Lou. That's why Sin's here. Um, so what's the problem with Sin, then? I've been intervened the, a lot. That's that's the topic for a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but the topic of this is cheating at the table. We're just giving Lou a hard time. <laughs> Lou's not playing Pathfinder. Thank God. I am still watching him. Yeah, cheating at the table. This is a topic I'm torn about. I don't, on one hand, I can't help but think it's time to let the player go. On the other hand, I think, well, you're ruining the fun for yourself, really. It's, it's the fails and tension in those fails that are among the most memorable moments at the game table, in my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. These creative approaches that we're going to outline are assuming you have already identified that the behavior is actually cheating and not a situation where the player is not familiar with the rules, your house rules, and has not brought some bad habits from another table. And a lot of these are kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, and, and the aforementioned are pretty obvious. Uh, a lot of times yeah. your house rules are brand new, or you know, like I said, it's a new player he's not familiar with, or just a new player in general and doesn't really understand the rules of the system quite yet. Uh, bringing bad habits from another table, a lot of times that's the, that's the tougher one. Yeah, And a lot of times that probably causes the cheating more than anything else because it 
Especially when they come from a me versus you type table. Yep. Yeah. Where especially. it's a, a combative game master and the monsters are always bigger and badder and you're trying to find a way just to, to tread water and stay even with a constantly unbalanced game. Now, we both agree the game should never be balanced. But when it is constantly in the game master's favor and the, the players have to struggle to have a win anywhere, you, this is going to is going to nurture this behavior. Yeah, and it's a grossly unbalanced game. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll cause cause some of these these problems with that. But it some of some of the best times I've had it at the table have been during during fails. You know, a plan is cleverly laid out. Yeah. And it doesn't quite go off as as it should have. Especially immediately. Yes. Like the stage one. Okay, all you have to do is go across the hallway and you just roll your stealth. One. Clonk, clonk, clonk. <laughs> uh, and the guards look up and all hell breaks loose. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of fun and laughter in those moments. I recall one epic fail Sin had at, at the table when he dropped his staff down to lose character, Graven. <laughs> and and you know, I Sin, think he remembers it too. Sin didn't have to roll anything. <laughs> All he had oh, to do I was drop it, and and Lou Lou rolled poorly, and and didn't catch the staff, and the staff fell, and it and it broke. Kaboom! And made yeah and. It made made a, a, a an explosion as all the magical energy from it was released, and they were on a Ferris wheel. It's a long story, but they were on a Ferris wheel, and it blew up the like the the mechanism that operated the Ferris wheel. And there were all sorts of bad things climbing up the Ferris wheel at them. But it it made for a very entertaining time at the table. For everyone but Sin, (laughs) who lost the magic item he had just gotten. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that was the last time Sin ever handed Lou anything at at the table. Not not even salt across the table. (laughs) Get it it yourself. Well, I've helped make a couple of those bombs that Raven likes to throw around. (laughs) Yeah, but not out of your magic items. Oh, no. (laughs) So how do we handle our cheaters? Uh, talk to them. Talk to them right out of the gate. Yep. Yeah, Pull them aside. Communication is important to I get think, to the root of the problem. And, and I think it's important to do it off to the side. The players yeah. know he's cheating. So do you. It doesn't make sense to embarrass him in, or her in front of everyone at the table. Right. Pull them aside saying, listen, we all know this is happening. Knock it off. Or why do you think you need to do this? Have a conversation with them and find out why they think it's necessary. Yeah, a nice conversation. Yes. Now, they may, oh, I'm not, they may deny it left and right. Then we'll get into other ways of how to fix it. But Yeah, and if they are denying it, that promotes another conversation, whether it's, you know, their honesty is in question mm-hmm. or they misunderstand the rules. And those are two very different things. You know, right. one is an error and one is, you know, a, a, a deception. But that initial conversation is really important and doing it like you said in 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 private one-on-one is is really the only way to do it now if if it continues then we move on to our next point 
and one that I use is Docum XPs. Yeah, our ex- experience points are a wonderful tool. You can use experience points to level up, and everybody loves to do that, right? Yeah, level up means more cool stuff. Yeah, it's like Christmas, every level. And so people love their experience points. So dock them. They can be experience points can be used as rewards for good gameplay, and they can also be used to, I don't want to, you know, the, the word punishment seems penalties. like a, Yeah, penalties is probably a better word, but... Yeah, penalize them for 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 cheating. Mm-hmm. It's you you earn experience points. Well, it, yeah, and cheating is not earning them. And you've already had this conversation with them about their cheating. So now there are consequences to it continuing. There are no participation trophies at the D and D table. Yeah, not everyone walks not, not everyone walks away with a blue ribbon. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I and I've I've used this technique that 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 you've used where I will give someone extra experience points for playing the game really really well and having like great moments at at, at the table and I've also uh, docked them experience points for doing things like you know dick behavior at the table or or outright cheating you know hit them hit them where it hurts well, and I don't even think docking them experience points is is the correct term because the system I use is a four-point system, and they're all gradient. Well, there's the base. You get your base. But then every, all the other three categories are gradient. You can get up to this amount. Well, then you're not going to get that amount. You're not docking them. You're just simply not giving them points. You're not taking them away. You're just simply not giving them. Oh, Where I everyone, won't give them the base yeah, if they're well, cheating. Well, I mean, if they're, they're, they're right out cheating, then, you know, yeah, th- that's a whole other critter. But... You know, it's okay. Uh, you you showed up. You participated. Um, I might give. I'll give them the base, but the base is not everything by any means. And and a lot of times, it's only about fifty percent at the most. And then, like I said, everything is up to. It's all gradient, so you don't get the the role playing because you're not role playing. You don't get the um, continuity because you're definitely not keeping with your character, and you're not going to get the special for those wow moments and things like that. so. Okay, everyone got two thousand, and you got five hundred. Is is this a time when you're actually a nicer DM than me? It sounds like it. Um, Who would have thought? I I should probably go see a therapist or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bell curve. It's a, there's a bell <laughs> because I will outright dock them experience points. Yeah, you don't well, you don't get experience points for cheating. Well, I, maybe the first time out, I'll do with this. Maybe the second time, if it continues, then then you're right. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, you get nothing. Because, be, and let, let's go over here and have another conversation, and I'll tell you why. Or everybody gets the level. You miss it by 100 points. Yeah. It, you know, that's one of those things, too, where if everybody likes to level up, and if you if you see everybody at the table level up, and you don't, like, wait a minute. How come I didn't level up? And that 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 opens the door for a really good conversation, right? Because you yep. can just as a DM, you can say, "Let let's chat after everybody you know hits the road and hangs out in the driveway and shoots the breeze for a while. You and I will sit down here and we'll have this conversation. We've had this conversation before, and the behavior doesn't seem to be changing. And I can't, in good in good faith, level you up with the rest of the the group because of 
the way you've been performing at the table. It's it's you've still been doing that. And a lot of times the player will make that easy for you because they'll come up to you going, why didn't I level? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, not uh, almost all, every time, too. Every time, yeah. They want to know. Yep. And yeah. that really does, that opens it up to have a really solid conversation. It could be a bit of a surprise for that player, too, because using the system I have, I usually write down their experience points on a piece of paper and hand it to them. I don't just announce it across the table. Here's yours. Here's yours. Got the name on it. I've already made my adjustments and my totals, and I've handed them all out. Uh, so people are like, oh, cool. And I'm like, all right, keep these to yourself. And off they go. And they, they, they could sit in the corner and, and all of a sudden their next game session, everyone's got these new abilities. Well, where'd you get? Oh, well, I leveled. Oh, you leveled. Did it? Did yeah. you level Lou? Yeah. yeah Lou, Lou. I always level. Did you level sin? Uh, yeah. How come well, I didn't level? I did. Yeah. Well, oh, why didn't I level? Well, let's, before we start, let's go over here and we'll have a little conversation. I'm just to discuss to you exactly why you didn't level. And pull them aside. There's, you know, and once again, like Sin pointed out, they're going to come to you. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing because I remember one year I used your and Scott's method when you guys did that. Yep. Writing on a piece of paper. And I had somebody come up and say, why didn't I, why didn't I go up a level? And I was like, well, these are the reasons. It wasn't for cheating, but it was just using that same, but he he approached me. Right. And he was like, um. Shouldn't it be the same across the board? I was like, well, we, there's a criteria we have in place, and you were aware of it at session zero. Yeah, yeah, and that's just it. When you know, when we used it, that type system, not, and I, I don't use the milestone system. I don't. But I will tell them straight out in session zero, this is how, these are the categories, this is the gradient. So role play your ass off, and you will get tons of points. And stay in character. Two things. If you do that, you're golden. Right? You stay in character and role play your ass off. And you will do well. You will level up. You'll be right along with everyone and else. And really, you'll have a, a lot more fun. And a lot more fun. You'll have a lot more fun because it's more than just uh, killing stuff and taking their belongings. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, <laughs> here's one I know you've used. Yes. It's my favorite. Have a set of really big dice handy. Because those people that roll the dice... And then pick it up to look at it. Yeah. Because apparently at 20 years old, they can't see those little bitty numbers. But me, the old fart that I am from across the table, can see that's a 7, not a 17. But they have to pick it up, and then they set it down. And it's always that little twist onto a bigger number. Um, if they're picking their dice up to look at them, they are cheating. I had this set of D20s. I think they were foam. Just because they were so big, it would take a lot. They were like Nerf D20s. <laughs> Because the They're like softball size, yeah, right? The, yeah. The the they're resin right. ones were just you couldn't find any that big. Yeah, they were like the ones that you hang in your, your car rearview mirror. Yeah, 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 they were um and we had we had this guy Don that used to play with us, and Don was notorious for the roll pickup, and he would do exactly that. He would roll it, pick it up, look at it, and go twenty. His character always hit. And finally, we're like, okay, Don, we got a set of dice for you, and these are the dice you're gonna you're gonna use. And he was rolling this this gigantic D twenty, like like when you know you're rolling a ball to a toddler, you know, and they pick it up with both hands and they and they you know do the underhanded roll thing. His he was doing that at the end of the table because he always sat the farthest away from me. Oh, yeah. Out of everybody. His place at the table was at the very end where Sin's sitting now. The diametrically the opposed position. 
And it was a long table. We had like two banquet tables. So it was like when Michael Keaton and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer were having dinner in the Batman movie. <laughs> and, and his table at Wayne Manor was huge. It was like that. So Donald's rolling these 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 dice. And we we couldn't see anything he was rolling, of course. So we're like, big dice time. It's It's kind of... It's more of a tongue in cheek thing, but I have I've used that before. I know you have. It's 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 time to it's time to bust out the big dice. I haven't had to use the big dice in a really long time. Like a really, really long time. I think it's been about twenty years. Perhaps even more than than that. Now see, I never used the big dice, but I've used the next point. I will move them right next to me. Move your cheater, put your cheater right next to your game master. Yeah, it's when I don't know if they do this now in school because someone someone's parents will get offended and Karen will show up and and pitch a bitch about it. But when I went to when I went to school, <laughs> if if you were raising hell in the classroom and you weren't doing your thing, they would uh well I went to a Catholic school, they'd hit you. But um <laughs> other other places and I'll tell you it worked because I'm not a hoodlum anymore. But they would they would plant your chair next to the teacher's desk so they could keep a close eye on you so you wouldn't engage in in tomfoolery or disruptive behavior in the classroom. Yeah, I got I moved got to a, I got moved to a closer log to Og the Hunter because it was easier to hit me with a rock during school. So you know, just so plant them right there, right there next to the DM, so you can you can you can monitor their their dice rolls. I actually had I had a player a long time ago. They. They came up with player screens, like a DM screen. <laughs> yeah. What? And I immediately banned those. I was like, There's no way in hell you're putting up a screen. I can do it, but you can't. Why? Because I'm the dungeon master. That's why you're a player. Get rid of your screen because I know you're going to be cheating your ass off behind it. That's how they breed screeners. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, only, there's only a few of us epic screen users left. Uh, none Thank of them are God. players. <laughs> All of them. Bill do, Bill doesn't use a screen because they didn't have that technology back then. No, no, and and giant you, you like try to prop up giant pieces of slate. That's pretty yeah, much all we like, had was rock and charcoal. I mean, he was sticks. riding. He was riding a horse up until like 1997. So when he finally got his first car. Hey, hey, that 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 the horse was named Old Man, and I loved that horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bottle of glue right now, and. Bill's cupboard. Holding my shoes together. And several steaks in the freezer. All right, so we've we've given them really big dice. We've moved them around. We've talked to them a few times. Now things start getting serious. Yeah. Um, Time to give them that final warning. There you go. That's, it. That's exactly it. Okay, if it continues, you're done. Yeah, and that really how much how much more do you need you need to say? This is it. But if you're going to say it, then you have to mean it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no empty promises here. Uh, because, and explain to them, because it's not, you're not just upsetting the game master. You're pissing off all the players too. I've seen tables dissolve because the game master did not take care of, you know, the, the, the problematic cheater. Yeah. And that's, that's what, something every new DM needs to understand. It, it's, it sucks having to ask someone to leave the table. It's never pleasant. But you will lose a table full of good players mm-hmm. if you pander to that one player that's disruptive, argumentative, or cheats. Or right? cheats, yep. 
And they're going to see that, and they're not going to want to play on your table anymore because you're not you're not taking care of the problem. That is one of the unfo- one of one of many unpleasant aspects of being a DM is to kind of manage the table like that. You are a bit of a referee. You are a yeah. bit of a referee. You have because you're, man- you're you're managing the table. You have to be a manager to manage your table, and it's not. You're taking on the responsibility of presenting the scenario, running the game, kind of learning the rules a little better than everyone else, hopefully, to make sure things run smoothly or correct people. But every once in a while, you got to do a little dirty work. And yeah. th- this is one of them. And you you may have to disinvite someone from your table. And you're right. It's not easy. And this could be a friend. And it could jeopardize a friendship. Yeah, as oftentimes it is. Back, back when we played when the game first came out, everybody you played with was, was your, your friend, you know, friends from school, friends from other social organizations. They they were your friends. It's a little easier now with online gaming. Sometimes they're just individuals that, you know, are looking for a game Mm -hmm. and it's easier to give someone you, you don't have um, a real like friendship with, a final warning, listen, if this continues, you know, or if you're going to the gaming store, if you're fortunate enough to have one near nearby, it, it tends to be a little bit easier too. But if it's, if it's friendships involved, then it, it could be a really hard, hard conversation to have. Well, that friend may be taking an advantage of you because of the friendship. Hey, yeah. And that, and that's something too, you have to, you have to express to them. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, you and I are really good friends. I kind of feel like you're taking advantage of that friendship, and I think it's unfair to me, and, and, and it's certainly unfair to the rest of the players at the table. They may not realize they're doing it. Or they may they realize they're doing it. They may not realize the ramifications of what they're doing. Right, yeah. And and there are, you know, it does, it does send a ripple effect yep. uh, across the table. So now it's, some, it's just time to say goodbye. Yeah, and that's our, that's our bonus. Yeah, is sometimes sometimes it's just time to say goodbye if if it's not working out, and that's a hard conversation to have. Um, but it's something that if if you're lucky, um, you've pulled this person aside, you've let them know a few times, you told them straight out. Um, if it if it continues, uh, you're I, I'm going to have to disinvite you. You're you're not allowed to come and game here anymore. You know, with this group hopefully that might just turn around and just make things easy for you and going, well, I, I'm done with this group anyways. And they storm off and you don't see them again. And yes, it might potentially jeopardize a friendship. And hopefully you can patch that outside the game and say, hey, listen, I still have fun. We can go game. We can go do this. We can do that. And we still do that just at the game, dude. You're, you're pissing everybody off. And I either piss one friend off or I piss six friends off. Guess what? You lose. Suck it up. Deal with it, you know, or fix it. And... And, and but it's it's goodbye. Yeah, it may not be a a good fit. Yeah, right. Competitive Dungeons and Dragons may not be a thing at your table, and it really and try shouldn't to be. try to be but. understanding. Try to be. I mean, well, I'm I'm suggesting to everyone else. I'm a cold hearted bastard and just call you know shoot from the hip and tell them get the hell out. But um, most of your game masters out there should be trying to you know go, go into it with a little bit of empathy. There could be other underlying issues there. I'm working on it the empathy thing with Bill. 
Um, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I didn't think it was going to be this hard either. <laughs> but, but, but if I could, um, if I had one thing to say about that, I'd be, this would take timing because if you're going to give him, you know, you talk to him a couple times and then if he knows that he may be getting kicked from the table, he may just be a dick at the next session because he knows it's his last. True. Yeah, go out with a bang. Yeah, a, so a blaze of glory. So once he's once you give him enough warnings, I wouldn't give him any more, and I would just say you're done. Oh yeah, you, you don't do it be, be, you know, exactly. before the session. Well, you do it before the session starts. It's like all right, we're done. You don't wait till he shows up for the next session and go. You know, all right, that's it, that's it. No, the, exactly. you've had your last thing. You tell him on the way out. Or you tell them before the next game starts. Yeah, and that's because I've seen that on a couple of the Facebook pages where they they kept giving them warnings for you know whatever, and then when they knew it was their last session or they believed it was, which it was going to be, yep. they just totally ruined the whole table. They killed everybody or stole everything and left, and it just creates a lot of animosity that way. Yep. It, it does, and it and it's unnecessary if if you if you do all these things that we talked about as a DM on how to handle these, these individuals, these players, if you had all those conversations, if you've tried different techniques to reinforce good behavior and, and kind of discourage that bad behavior and it's still going on and you have to say goodbye, you have to kind of sever that, that gaming relationship then really you can you can do that with a clear conscience. Yeah, because you've you've given them a chance and second chance and third chance and and repeatedly you've done everything you as a game master could do to fix the problem. And the only thing left is to remove the problem. And that's not on you. That's on the player. It's it's one hundred percent on the player. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard, but if you if you do all that then you know you can you can feel pretty good. I think at the end of the day that you made the right decision, you did everything everything well. And that's five creative ways to deal with a cheater. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.